Oh yeah, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on the move and it is a great time to be a Cleveland sports fan. Welcome into the Living Off the Land Browns postgame show plus other stuff. I'm Steven Stefano, no longer Twitterless. Oh! Breaking news, folks. Yes. Breaking news. No longer hashtag Twitterless Steve. You can follow me on Twitter at Stiffs McGee. <laughs> I don't even want to ask. And if, don't and don't tell me. If you've watched Anchorman, <sighs> you might get that reference. God. But that's all we'll say about that right Steve's now. Steve's on Twitter, folks. Yes. And I got to tell you, my point spread picks in the 1 o'clock window today were fire. 7, 1, and 1. Really? I didn't even look yet. Yes. So I, was I'm, I? I'm I didn't fired up about that. The only game I missed, not surprisingly, was Indianapolis. <laughs> who, a lot of, who upset Kansas City. So, a, lot of, a lot of people missed that one. Yeah. So the good news is, is that here in Cleveland, things are going extremely well. Last week's meltdown against the Jets notwithstanding, which was extremely annoying and everything, and you heard our annoyance and just outright ferocity on this post-game show last week, uh, It's it's been an extremely good week. It's always a great week when you beat the Steelers, first of all, and the Browns did that on Thursday night, beating the Steelers 29-17. to And this was a game where, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a back-and-forth battle. For about the first two and a half quarters, and then the Browns really put their foot down, uh, particularly on defense in the second half, and got it done. And that was a really, really important win because, quite frankly, you lose that game, and like we said, you start to lose your pathway, your viable pathway to really be any sort of a contender this year, uh, particularly after you just gave away the Jets game. You know, and, and you know, Dan, you you've said this many times off air. The Browns should be 3 and 0 right now. Yep. I'm less adamant on that because I feel like the Browns got a little lucky leaving Carolina with a victory when he with a 58-yard field goal at the end. But that being said, this was a humongous win and the Browns really offensively, I thought they were fabulous in this game. Jacoby Brissett continues to impress. He's he's making plays, he's not turning the ball over. And he's getting over some situations where his receivers are not helping him out. Like Amari Cooper, okay, Amari Cooper had a really good game for the most part. He made it. He that being said, he had a crucial drop on fourth down late in the first half, and he just randomly ran out of bounds on a on a go route, which like a 60, which wiped out a sixty yard gain. Yeah. So there were some situations where and he still had over a hundred yards. Yeah, receiving. if I'm a quarterback, I would have been really upset about both of those plays, but yet. Uh, Brissett just soldiered on and he just continued to to do his thing and I gotta say the way he has played 
it almost makes you think that the ceiling for the Browns is perhaps, even though they're two and one, which I thought they'd be two and one at this point, and they are. It makes me think that their ceiling is perhaps a little higher now than they than it was before, to where they might be able to beat some teams like the Chargers or maybe the Ravens or you know some of these other games I didn't see them winning. I hope so. You know, um, that being said, that. This is a week-to-week league. We go to Atlanta next week. If they lay an egg and lose in Atlanta, then maybe that changes our perspective. But I'm not going to be negative here. You know, the Browns are 2-1. and one. They're going up against a winnable opponent next week. And things are on a good project- trajectory. But, well, okay. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Nick Chubb, too. He was phenomenal, as he so often is. And Mike Tomlin even said after this game that, we we couldn't slow down Nick Chubb. He just uh, the rhythm was all on the on their side, and if you don't slow down Nick Chubb, you can't get the Browns out of the rhythm, and it's very very hard to beat them. Mike Tomlin, coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh. Yeah, had to get that in there. It's a beautiful thing when the Browns' offense is running the way it is, and they have they've. You look at the point totals they've had so far this year. And yeah, we had a defensive score at the end of this game that made this game look a little bit better. But 26, 30, 29. Did you see the Browns putting up these point totals in the first three weeks? I didn't. No. No. No, 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 no. no. I. And like you said, it was really, I mean, from an offensive perspective, it was really 23 points on Thursday. But because we got that uh, late um, uh, defensive right. touchdown on the, on the lateral play. Funny play that was. Yeah. And that was a. Yeah, it, it it's always great when you make the win total, uh, the win margin look bigger than it really was. But uh, Jacoby Brissett was twenty-one of thirty-one, two touchdowns. Perhaps more importantly, no picks. This guy has not turned the ball over except one time where he absolutely needed to make a throw yeah. to try and save the game against the Jets because the defense and the special teams unit completely just threw up screwed, all over them. Screwed the pooch. Uh, Nick Chubb twenty-three carries, one hundred and thirteen yards and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt. Another 47 yards on 12 carries, also three catches for 14 yards. And Amari Cooper, like I said before, seven catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. And, oh, by the way, David Njoku, mm. nine catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. One of the best games he's played as a pro. Probably the best. For I, he honest. was fantastic. And I know this. okay, the Steelers looked like they did not know the how who? to cover the tight end. The who? Steelers. <laughs> They looked like they had no clue how to cover a tight end for much of the night. It was absolutely fantastic. And yeah, you know, you mentioned that you mentioned the running game, and obviously Chubb and Hunt are going to get the uh, lion's share of the praise. I thought the offensive line on Thursday night was fantastic. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, I I think I think Jacoby Brissett got sacked once, and it was on the first drive of the game. Mm-hmm. I think it was the only time he got sacked uh, all game, and that what's interesting too is uh, he's not taking a lot of sacks this season. I don't, I, I, I bet I can count on one hand the amount of sacks he's taken in the first three games. That was one of his biggest bugaboos in other spots in his career and on other teams is he holds on to the ball too long and he takes a lot of unnecessary sacks. He's not doing that this year. And listen, well documented on this show that. While I don't dislike Stefanski, I, I've, I've questioned him a lot, especially on some game management issues. I'm not going to question him 
and the offensive coaching staff on the way that they've coached up Jacoby Brissett, he looks like a totally different man than the rest of his career. He's not taking those sacks. He's not he he never really turned the ball over a lot to begin with, but he's not turning the ball over. And he's completing a much higher percentage of passes than he has uh, in the rest of his career. So uh, kudos to uh, Stefanski, Alex Van Pelt, Drew Petzing, all of the offensive coaches um, in getting not only getting Jacoby ready for the season because I know up until uh, Deshaun Watson's suspension was finalized, they were kind of splitting carries. So Jacoby never really got the lion's share of uh, first-team carries in the preseason. But I'll tell you this, he doesn't look like uh, he's worse for wear for it because he's playing real. I mean, you cannot expect Jacoby Brissett to play any better than he's playing the first three games. No, you really can't. Even though the first three games he didn't play particularly, or the first game he didn't play particularly well, these last two games he's been absolute dynamite. I mean, the Cleveland Browns should be 3-0. and Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Now you can not now like you can you said at the beginning, you said well, you know they they could have easily lost that first game. Well, they didn't lose that first game because at the end Jacoby Brissett uh, after after uh, Baker Mayfield took the Panthers down and took the lead, Jacoby Brissett went right back and and drove the Browns into field goal range with under a minute left in that game. And obviously we know Cade York hit the fifty eight yard field goal, but it was it was Jacoby Brissett that led the Browns down down the field to be able to even attempt that field goal. That was the main difference between those first two games. Yeah. The, the Browns had like a minute and 10 seconds maybe <clears throat> after Carolina went ahead. This the New Jets game they only had like 20 seconds. Yeah, so you know, I so, so I'll say I'll say this. I leading up to the season, I was not a Jacoby Brissett guy. I didn't think the Browns really uh had a snowball's chance in hell of being a 500 ball club or better by the time Deshaun Watson came back, but I got to say if we're 4 and 7 or 5 and 6 after the 11 games, all the evidence right now points to it not being because of Jacoby Brissett. He's playing well. Yeah. It's our defense and our special teams that you can point to that are playing like hot garbage. Now, the defense played much better in the second half, but our special teams unit continues to be just an absolute abhorrent mess. You know, I thought the punter actually had a very good night on Thursday. He did. But aside did. from that, but again, yes, again, it's, it's been like, really, sixes you, and sevens on special yeah, teams. Either you can punt the ball or you can't. It's not like it's not like yeah. the special teams coordinator is like affecting the way that the guy punts the ball. Either you can kick the ball far or, or not. And we obviously can't recover an onside <sighs> kick. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, it's... <laughs> Steelers didn't kick the ball out of bounds. I mean, who yeah. who knows what might have happened and, and there? And you know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned um, uh, Bajorquez uh, and his punting exploits. Now, this isn't necessarily his fault, but we did get a punt partially blocked on Thursday. Yeah, the blocking was absolutely horrendous on that play. Pretty much everything. And by the way, let's. Uh, I wish I had a sounder for it. A little bit of breaking news here. Your Cleveland Guardians are the 2022 AL Central champions. That is absolutely unbelievable that we can announce that today. How awesome is that? As Tom Hamilton would say, 
you will have an October to remember. And Cleveland, you will have an October to remember. How amazing has this been? Three weeks ago, the Guardians... Guardians will be partaking in a little oh, of the bubbly tonight. Oh, you better tonight. believe that. And deservedly so. Freaking cause, awesome. Because as I was about to say, three <sighs> weeks ago today, the Guardians had just gotten swept by the Seattle Mariners. Since that series, so at that time, it was like Minnesota was a game behind and the White Sox were like maybe three back or something like that. Since that series, the Guardians have lost three times. They're Insane. 18 and 3. 18 Insane. and 3. Absolutely. In the Insane. last 21 games. And they've, at the same time, like, I mean, uh, even better, they played 12 games against the White Sox and the Twins over that time period. So they went 10 and 2 in those games. They just knocked them both out like they were just not even there. Like, it's it's been unbelievable. And some of these game results, you know, they're up, they won, what, they went 10 2 today. Uh, was it? Ten to four. Ten four, yeah. Stephen Kwan, uh, Grand Slam. Get out the rye bread and the mustard, Grandma. It's Grand Salami time. I mean, it's just been so amazingly fun. And if you've not been following the Guardians during this stretch, shame on you. Because quite frankly, this team, it, it seems like the city keeps moving the goalposts on these guys. Yeah. They just decided in the off season that they were not going to be good. We're not. We're not going to pay them the time of day or whatever. It's like, well, when they're in, if they're in it in July, I'll start following them. Or they're in it in August, we'll start following them. And then, okay, when they when they win the central, then they might be worth following at that point. Guys, if you're not following this baseball team, you are missing out. You are seriously missing out. <laughs> These guys are absolutely kicking ass, and. We said for a long time this season, like, okay, if they win the division, that would be great, and it is great. But they're just going to get swept aside in the playoffs. People, so often what happens in baseball, and to a lesser degree in other sports, is not necessarily the team that has the best record that wins the title. It's the team that's in the best run of form going into the postseason. And right now, that's the Guardians. And let's face facts here. Their first round, you're looking at somebody like Seattle or Toronto or Tampa, and I'm not saying those teams aren't good and couldn't beat the Guardians. They could. But you, the way the Guardians are playing right now, not just pitching, which has been great through this whole second half of the season, but now offensively as well, I mean, you, you'd like their odds against any of those teams. And then if they get by that, their next opponent is the Yankees. You talk about a team that is the complete opposite of the Guardians, who stormed out of the gates early, peaked way early, and largely has been playing like garbage for the last two and a half months. I love that matchup, quite frankly. Yeah, bring on the Yankees, quite frankly, if it's a division series. After that, who knows? You know, if you win the first two series, you get to the ALCS, who knows where you could be from there. There is now a legitimate pathway for the Guardians to really make a deep run into the playoffs and maybe even have a shot at the title. Like, it, it, the sky could be the limit now for these guys. 
Well, let, uh, let's see. Uh, am I being too exuberant here? Yes. I don't. I don't know that I am. Yes, I, you are. Oh, okay. Cause I All believe, right. Because I because I believe the Guardians are zero and eight in their last uh, eight playoff games. Um, so let's win a playoff game first. Um, but uh, I I do share in your excitement. I just I want to see who we're matched up with in the divisional series um, first because for me. I don't want it to be Seattle. They They're the only team that's beaten the Guardians in they the last made a, they month made and a half. They made us their bitch in the regular season this year. They they throttled us six out of seven uh within a week and a half within like a week and a half stretch uh in August. And that's the team that I don't want to see. I'm cool I'm cool with Toronto. I'm cool with uh, Baltimore. I'm cool with I, even Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has given us problems in the past too, but I the way this team is playing right now, and like you said, peaking at the right time, it's so exciting. And it's and it's even more exciting because this is a team that entered this season without any expectations. This is a team that entered the season with a $50 million payroll. And for them to do this, this team's going to end up winning over 90 games probably. All they got to do is go 500 the rest of the way and they yeah. get 90 wins. They're over under this season was 76 and a half, and they're going to win 90. That's crazy. Crazy. Now, again, it does help that we play in by far. We play in the worst division in baseball. But, yeah, it's awesome. We're going to have playoff baseball. Your brother Mike had the most optimistic projection out of all of us, saying the Guardians will win 85 games. They won their 85th game today. (sighs) Yeah. They still got how many left? Ten? Ten. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he was not, selling them short. I mean, other than the fact that you probably you probably think that Tito's going to start rotating some guys and get some guys some rest with obviously nothing to play for now that they clinched the division. Um, ten games to go. I mean, I could see this team winning seven or eight of those games and end up with 92, 93 wins. If this team wins 93 games, that's insane. That's on the same level as the – 05 and the 07 teams and I think would be just behind the 16 team that went to the World Series uh, if I recall yeah 07 I think we won 96 mm. uh, yeah 05 I think it was 93 and we missed the playoffs yeah uh, yeah 07 I think it was 96 2007 yeah I believe we were right around there 93 94 yeah. And 16. 17 uh, was the 17. highest. They won 102 that yeah. year. And then they capitulated to the Just Yankees. After I being still up have nightmares about that loss, but, you know, be that as it yeah, may. Yeah, but anyway, uh, this is obviously supposed to be a post-game show, but we're not, you know, we're we're uh, hip to what was going on while we started recording that the Guardians were about to clinch. And, uh, by the way, in the end, it didn't even matter if, uh, where is it? It didn't even matter if the Guardians won today because the White Sox got lost and got swept to the Tigers. So. <laughs> <laughs> they were clinching today either way. <laughs> so congratulations to the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, that is amazing. We will definitely be uh, rooting hard uh, as uh, we get closer to the playoffs here in the next uh, week and a half. But yeah. Guardians, I'm going to be uh, po- I'm gonna be uh, glued to social media to see all the celebrations and 
and everything because it, it's the it's the youngest team in baseball. You know, this team doesn't know what they don't know. That's what why why I think this team is going to be either boom or bust in the playoffs. I think they're that's either, not a bad take. Listen, I, I I said it a couple months ago. I think this team, if they make the playoffs, either get swept out of the playoffs or, like you said, even though I think you're getting ahead of yourself, I think there's two options as a baseball team. I think either the, the the moment's too big, which I'm increasingly thinking that's not going to be the case, the way that this team's been playing. To me, they're either going to get swept out or they could go to the freaking World Series. Yeah. You you can't count out a team that's gone 18 of 21 in their last 21 games. Yeah. I don't I don't care who you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So, yeah, again, congratulations to the Guardians. Tito Francona, how is he not manager of the year in baseball? In, that's in got to be. I mean, come on. <sighs> Seriously. I mean, who else would win manager of the year in the I mean, uh the Orioles, maybe the Orioles manager, or the Mariners manager. Marin, I was going to say Seattle, maybe. Yeah. I but, mean, pretty much all the other contenders in baseball are the teams we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Other than Just, maybe the Mets. I, mean, well, I don't know that, if they were supposed to be as good as they were. But yeah, like, well, that, I mean, that wouldn't matter to. Oh, do they subdivide it by league? Yeah, it's AL and AL. Oh, well, yeah, it's basically got to be either uh, Seattle or Cleveland. Like, yeah. come on. So, yeah, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, but we'll uh, we'll touch more on that uh, on our normal episode uh, this coming week, and uh, we will we will be getting ready for playoff baseball in the land. All good on the baseball diamond. Almost all good on the football gridiron. Um, like you said, you know, you just don't have that meltdown against the Jets. You're three and oh. I mean, geez, you're at the top of the conference too with you and top Miami. of the league. I mean, you know, right now the only undefeated teams right now are Philadelphia, Miami. <laughs> Tampa, who's playing right now, and the Giants, who play Monday night. Um, who both those last two are two and zero. The first two are three and zero. I mean, you'd be right in that group right now, and deservedly so. You know, it's it's just kind of it's darn unfortunate they had that meltdown. But at the same time, you go to beat Atlanta, you're three and one, and then you know that's when the schedule gets a little more difficult. You have to play the Chargers, you play the Patriots. Although I watched the Patriots today, they didn't look impressive today. I mean, no, they, they shot and, themselves uh, in the foot so many times. Last play of the game, Mac Jones uh, got his ankle landed on, and he was, like, screaming in pain as he was coming off the field. So, Oh, boy. I don't know if he misses a few games or not, but I don't even know who their backup is. Yeah, you're only a few weeks out from playing New England. You're only a few weeks out from playing Baltimore also. I think that's the very next week you go to Baltimore. Yeah. So We got Atlanta on Sunday, and then we go uh, Chargers, Patriots, that's why this Atlanta game is so critical because yeah. the the schedule really does get a lot harder after you after you play Atlanta. Yep. So oh, yeah, we gotta we, have this one. Weeks five through eleven is like is like murderer's row. Yep. I mean, you knew that you knew that they were going to get on track at some point, and, and we'll talk about it here in a couple minutes. But the Bengals beat up on the Jets today, so they're they're back in the mix. But um, yeah, everybody in the AFC North does have a win now. The Steelers and the Bengals one and two, the Ravens two and one, and the Browns also two and one. But uh, yeah, I mean it, it it is manageable. But again, it's interesting you bring up the division because how big is it to get off to one and zero in the division? Oh, it's massive. It is absolutely massive. I, I mean, yeah, I. It, 
I'm on record, and this might be hyperbolic because it's three weeks into the season. If we'd have lost that game to the Steelers, uh, the season would have been over to me. Kaput. It'd be completely <sighs> – you'd be in severe trouble at the very least. Yeah. One and two, and more importantly, 0 oh and one of the division. Those home division games are gold. You can't lose them. You just, you just can't. <laughs> I just saw a tweet. Cleveland Indians, 107 years of existence, 15 postseason appearances, 14%. Cleveland Guardians, one year, one postseason appearance, 100%. <laughs> okay, have your fun. Crazy. I mean, this, you know, that actually is part of the reason I wasn't against the rebrand in any significant way because we hadn't won a title in 73 years as the Indians, so why not try something different? <laughs> okay, yeah, because that, that, that's why. Hmm. All right, let's go around the NFL. Okay, so as we mentioned earlier, the Patriots uh, did not get it done against the Ravens today. Uh, completely shot themselves in the foot with turnovers late. Uh, Baltimore gets the victory by a 37-26 to 26 count. Lamar Jackson had like five total TD today. The guy was just his normal great self, but, you know, whatever. The Ravens are now 2-1, and one, the Patriots are one and two. At least the Patriots had the uh, wherewithal to beat the Steelers the previous week, so it's not a complete loss for them. In Chicago, the Bears. How in the world are the Bears two and one? They beat the Texans twenty three to twenty. Wow, because uh, they they played they played the monsoon game against San Francisco, and then today they played a team that's the Texans. They played a team that's probably even worse than they are. Yeah, so. Bears somehow are two and one. The Texans, I don't believe, have a win. They oh, had a tie in the first week. Yeah. Speaking of another team that doesn't have a win, the Raiders are now zero and three. They lose in Nashville to the Titans, who are also winless coming into today. They win twenty four to twenty two. That's the first win of the season for Tennessee. They get to one and two. That's you start zero and three in the NFL, you're done, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's something like what eleven percent or less of some small percentage like that started 0 and 3 and made the playoffs. It's, oh, it's like yeah, it's a no, it's like two, could be less than 10. It's like 2.5%. Oh, wow. Maybe that's 0 and 2 I was thinking of. Only like 10% maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, your odds are not even good at 0 and 2, but 0 and 3, yeah, you are like really just right. pretty much done. The shocking result of the day, why am I not surprised at this? Indianapolis, after they looked completely listless and the worst team in football last week against Jacksonville, they beat the Chiefs today, 20-17. to 17. Who owned the Chiefs? The Chiefs turned into the chefs today. I mean, out of so if you would have told me the only game I wouldn't have gotten right against the spread would have been this game, I mean, I would have been laughing at you, quite mm. frankly. But there you go. I mean, that's just that's why they play the games. It's a week-to-week league. Yeah. Incredible. So Kansas City no longer unbeaten with that. Probably the most important best game of the 1 o'clock window. Miami and Buffalo are both 2-0 and coming in, and the question going into this game was how legitimate was Miami? Well, I think we got our answer today. Despite one of the weirdest plays you'll ever see when Miami was nursing a four-point lead and their punter literally punted off the up-back's tushy. A butt punt. For a safety. Miami holds on and wins 21-19 over Buffalo, who was driving for a winning field goal, but the time ran out on them, and their offensive coordinator just had an absolute meltdown 
in the booth upstairs. You'll have to you'll have to watch the video of that because that's pretty good. Uh, but Buffalo's no longer unbeaten after they looked like the best team in football the first two weeks, and I'm sure they'll still get on and be fine after this. But uh, humongous win for Miami. They're now three and zero. This was the game, you know. Miami started two and zero, and this was the game where you, where I think everybody looked at was like, okay, they're probably going to lose this game against Buffalo, but but let's see. You know, this was the uh, this was the okay. Are the, are the Dolphins for real? game and they proved yep. it today that they in fact are so yeah I mean you know going back to, to the Browns in this this kind of middle part of our schedule weeks 5 through 11 this game against the Dolphins was one of the games where you initially looked at and you're like okay this is like this is like the easiest one out of this stretch you didn't think it was going to be that, that tough <laughs> yeah well I'm afraid I got some bad news yeah well <laughs> yeah I know you're 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 very uh you got a soft spot for the dolphins so i i didn't think they'd be this good <laughs> i'm <laughs> and, just and it's even better when you consider that in their we talk about division games they've already won two games in the division and three in the conference so that 3 and 0 record is even better when you consider that yeah continuing through the one o'clock window here the vikings they get the 2 and 1 they defeat the the lions 28 to 24 uh, that was a close one. The Lions did cover the spread in that one, so I was happy about that. But uh, important win for Minnesota. They get uh, back on the correct side of 500. The Bengals, who you mentioned earlier, they took care of business today in the Meadowlands. They defeat the Jets. Ugh, that's you're right, Dan. That that still annoys me when I think about the Jets. But yep. Uh, 27 to 12, the Bengals win that game. They. Did it pretty easily, despite their field goal kicker making one of the worst missed kicks I think you'll see all season at one point in this game. Um, I mean, it must have missed by like 20 yards. Anyway, the Bengals are now off the schneid. They're one and two. Um, and you have to think about them as being one of the potential contenders in the AFC North. I still think the post-Super Bowl losers curse is still going to hit them, but uh, can't can't count them out yet. One team you can probably be somewhat safe in counting out is the Washington Commanders. They Yikes. fell they fell to one and two today in pretty ignominious fashion. The Eagles pound them twenty four to eight. Pause. I thought the safety they got was actually going to s- prevent them from getting shut out, but they ended up getting a touchdown and missed a two point conversion after that for the odd score at the end. Uh, Mike taunting me with all the fantasy points Jalen Hurts put up today, so. Yeah, I I never beat Mike in fantasy anyway, so, you know, whatever. And our old pal Baker Mayfield, he got his first win as quarterback of the Panthers today. The Panthers defeat the Saints 22-14. to uh, The Saints fell way behind in this game and were playing catch-up pretty much all afternoon. Um, I don't feel really positive about either one of these teams, quite frankly. Both of these teams are 1-2. and two. Um and Tampa certainly looks like they are the team to beat down the NFC South, so um, not much more to say about that. Going to the 4 o'clock window right now, uh, these games are all pretty much coming up on the half. The Rams are up 13 to nothing on the Cardinals. The Cardinals are 0-2 and, frankly, on their way to being 0-3. So I'll tell you what, I don't know what happened to this team like three-quarters of the way through the season last year, but they have played like the worst team in football ever since then. 
and the Rams looking quite comfortable right now. The Chargers missing Justin Herbert, and boy, they're missing him bad. They are losing at home to the Jaguars, 16-7 to hmm. late in the first half. How about the Jags? They hold on to this one. They get a 2-1 start for them. They get the 2-1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I t- I, listen, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence, now that he's got actual legitimate coaching, looks really good. He looks really good. I mean, maybe the Jaguars. And, and again, the you want to talk about a bad division? Oh, the AFC South God. is bad. Bad. I mean, you. it's not impossible to think that the Jaguars could, like, any team with a winning record can win that division. Yeah. I mean, they just stay, you know, right around 500. Who knows? They they yeah. could make because like Indianapolis. I mean, Indianapolis looked great on the day today, but good good luck trusting them from week to week. If, and then yeah, you know, the Titans are one and two. They're not looking great either. So like, if the Chargers somehow come back in this game and and win, every team in that division will be under 500. Yeah. Out in Seattle, the Seahawks. This might be another one of those teams who like, how in the world are they two and one? Now they still got a ways to go here. They're up seventeen to ten against the Falcons right now. Uh, maybe the fact that the Falcons are losing at halftime might actually be better yeah. for them because they tend to give up leads like <laughs> like it's no one's business in the second half. But uh, yep, Falcons are zero and two. Seattle, if they're able to hold on to this one, they'd be two and one. I mean, I don't think that's a team that's ultimately going to contend, but you know. Who knows? Atlanta would drop to 0-3 if they lose that game. But then we come to the Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady battle. And right now, the Packers are looking pretty good here. They're and the Packers. Four, they're up 14-3 to late in the first half. The Packers' defense doing a number on the Buccaneers' offense, which really has not been very good so it should far be, this season. It should be 21-3. to the, the Aaron Jones fumbled at the goal line. Uh, a couple minutes ago, Ooh. going in should be twenty-one to three. Uh, Packers that could end up costing Green Bay later on. We'll have to see about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, eventually Tampa's going to have to start scoring. They're you know they're two and zero, but haven't exactly looked like world beaters in the first two weeks. At any rate, uh, going to the night games tonight, you've got uh, the 49ers playing against the Broncos on Sunday Night Football. Both of those teams are one and one so far. And then on Monday night, you have uh, the Cowboys, who are 1-1, one one, versus probably the most shocking undefeated team left, the Giants, who are 2-0. and oh. And the Giants are going to try to go 3-0, and oh, and they, they could very well get it. I mean, Dallas did enough to beat Cincinnati last week, but still no Dak Prescott. You know, they're, they're... that's always a tough ask to win when he's not in the lineup for them, so... Right. You know, we'll we'll have to see about that. But man, the Giants go three and zero. Oh my, that would be one of your shocking early storylines league wide. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Three and zero with Danny effing Dimes as your quarterback. Hmm, crazy. But anyway, that's where we stand league wide, and of course in the AFC North, your Cleveland Browns are tied for the AFC North lead with Baltimore. That's well, we hold the tiebreaker over them because we have that division win. Uh, well, so take it. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore, I don't think has played any games in the division yet. Nope. So, nope, 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 nope. We'll uh, see them in four weeks' time in Baltimore. Next week, of course, me. is the Atlanta Falcons, and that it, is there any way that's not a must-win? That's a must-win. Yeah. 
yeah, you got to beat Atlanta. Like Atlanta's. Well, I think we both said after after this first uh, four games to start the season, the Browns needed to be at least three and one. Yeah, stand by it because again, this five, week five to eleven stretch. You know, we'll play the Chargers, the Patriots, the Ravens, the Bengals. Uh, now the Dolphins. Uh, who else do we play in that stretch? I mean, after that is Tampa and Buffalo. Tampa and Bu- yeah, Tampa and Buffalo. Right. Yeah. And Tampa's kind of struggling right now, but they still have Tom Brady as a quarterback. I mean, yeah. I'd love to be struggling and be undefeated. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we we should be. Right. Anyway. All right, so that's around the NFL. Uh I want to get I want to get into this uh this tweet that I just read. Uh, not to to take things back to the Guardians. From Zach Meisel of the Athletic. Uh, I believe he's the athletic. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's on the athletic. Um, the AL Central standings on the morning of September 9th. This was after the Guardians got swept. This They actually started to win again after this. Cleveland was in first place by a game and a half over both Minnesota and Chicago with a record of 70 and 65. The Twins were 69 and 67. The uh, White Sox were 70 and 68. The AL Central standings today, after today's um, games, the Guardians, 86-67, and 67, now hold a 10-game lead over the White Sox and a 12-game lead over the Twins. The Twins, since September 9th, are 5-12. and 12. Ouch. The White Sox are 6-9. and nine. Yeah. What were the White Sox this week? Like one and six? Well, they got swept by the Guardians and the Tigers. So oh, did they, did they play six. a seventh game? They're 0 six. They were 0 six, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So going into this week, the White Sox were only four games back. The the division was still very much hanging in the balance. Yes. And now the the Guardians are gonna win the division more than likely by double digits. Crazy. Absolutely insane. Like this this is crazy. Wow. You Man. don't you don't see such decisiveness in sports very often. And that's what we saw over the last week with the Guardians. Guardians fever. And Be a believer in the Cleveland Guardians. So good. Postseason baseball is coming. What would that be? October seventh, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Because they don't have to play any road games in the wild card round, so it'll that whole series will be here. And then if they win that, they would then go presumably to play the Yankees after that. So in the uh, in the ALDS. Yep. Assume if they were to win, obviously they lose and they're done. But we're yeah, the Gar- not, so we're not being so the way that the playoffs here. work this this uh, this year, the Guardians will host all three games in the wild card round. There is no one there is no one game wild card anymore in baseball. Thank God. Yeah, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I mean, now granted, Drink it in, folks. Playoff baseball is back. Are you ready? 
You know, the song's a lot cooler when uh, your team's won the division and is going to the playoffs. You know, the beginning of the season, before they played a game and they came out with this, I was like, what in God's name is this? It was just lame. Song hits when you're a bit, when you're a playoff team. Yep. <laughs> oh, love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, wow. Well, again, we will break everything down with the Guardians. Um... Uh, we're not going to know our matchup by Tuesday. That's that's no. Nah, we won't know until probably. It's crazy. Last. The fact that this team is clinched with, like you said, ten games left in the regular season. Yeah, that was inconceivable. Yeah, a week ago, even on September 9th, that tweet I just read. Yep, we had a game and a half lead with a month left to go in the season. We've clinched in a little more than half of half of that time. Unbelievable. In 16 days, you went from being a game and a half up to 10 <sighs> games up and it being over. Unbelievable. That's incredible. Unbelievable. Go guards, baby. Gardos! All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. That's the post-game show. Yeah, that's that's how it is, folks. Yeah, appreciate We're you guys winners. listening. Yes. That's right. Cleveland, winners. Not You know, we got a, we got a playoff baseball team. Our football team's in first place. And the Cavs uh, traded for, uh, you know, one of the Oh, there's some serious energy there, too. Just yeah. wait for that season to start. So, well, anyway, uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, as you could probably tell by listening to this, I still don't have a voice. We didn't have an episode this week because uh, I had a really bad cold and was just sneezing, coughing, and could barely talk. So, uh, yeah, back today. Hopefully the voice will be back by Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to make some tea and, uh, yeah. That's going to do it for us on the postgame show. Appreciate you guys listening. Remember, Steve's on Twitter now, at Stiffs McGee. At Stiffs McGee. And that's S-T-I-P-H McGee. S-T-I-P-H-S McGee. Yes. M-A-G-E-E. So follow him on Twitter. You can follow me at Daniel J. Ford. You can follow the podcast at the L-O-T-L podcast. And we'll see you guys later this week for our normal episode. But... Yeah. Go uh, go Brownies, go Gardos, and go Cats. Yeah. Bye. Bye.